Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sib Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar. And today with me, I have my co-host, Jack Vanamater. What up, what up? And you're listening into the Browns free agency special right now. Glad to be back, Jack. Yeah, we're recording from a special place. We are currently on spring break. Yeah, this is the beach episode today on the beach. Yeah. All right, so free agency is coming up in a couple days. I think it's March 17th or 18th, and it's the 10th right now, so we'll be here soon. About a week. And the Browns have a lot of work to do, a lot. We have some really big positions to fill, like the tackle position and the safety position. And with the recent cutting of Kirksey and saying that we're not going to re-sign Schobert, the linebacker position all all of a sudden became a need. Yeah, a huge need, and it also opens up a lot of money. So right now, the Browns have the seventh most cap money open in the NFL. So we should have actually moved up with cutting Kirksey. That actually saved 7.5 million dollars, and it did save a lot of money. But you hate to see a leader like Kirksey go. Right, he was a great locker room guy. Is just he was never on the field. So it's yeah. kind of a sweet and sour situation. Yeah, so there's another person that the Browns could also cut, and that's a, definitely a bigger decision than Kirksey, and that's Olivier Vernon, and that will take over $15 million off the cap. My opinion on that, I mean, I, I know that you have definitely brought that up. I feel like I want to give him another year. Unless we have a free agent that we are, like, uh-huh. solid that we can get and fill his place, I just don't see the value in it at the moment, especially since we traded... Zeitler, it was so good to get him. Like I, I want to. You give just him don't want to give up an opportunity, yeah. uh-huh. right? Yeah. No, I get you. But if the Browns say they did cut him, him and Kirko being gone would open up twenty-three million in cap space, which would put the Browns at third in the league in cap space with eighty-five million dollars. Which would be nice because there are plenty of free agents that we could sign to help fill some of these holes. And then lastly, the one Browns person, the one player that they could possibly cu- cut is Chris Hubbard. And his contract seven point two million dollars this year, and it'll only be a dead cap hit of two point four million. Next year, if we cut him, it would be a dead cap of one point six million. But I'm honestly really over Chris Hubbard, and I don't want to see him on this team. I know they want to test him out at right guard, but I don't think it's a good idea because he hasn't shown any athleticism on the outside of the line. Unlike some guys like Schobert and Kirksey and Vernon, Hubbard is just not good. Like he's just not a good player. And I haven't that, heard of him having it. any like locker room presence or leadership no. role or anything like that. Not at all. So I think that is a must cut. Yeah, I would be I would be okay with him leaving. So let's get started on our free agency special. So Jack, you want to announce the first person? Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about safeties first. The first person is Anthony Harris, who's 28 years old. Yeah. So Anthony Harris played for the Vikings last year with Kevin Stefanski, obviously on the other side of the ball though. And he's one of the biggest names in free agency. He's one of the most coveted free agents. He had six interceptions last year and 60 tackles. That's really good for a safety. He played DB and safety for them, but the Browns would definitely put him at strong safety. I think he would help fill a hole, especially if Demarius Randall, because his kind of future with the Browns is up in the air. Especially ever having like a very average year last year. Right. He wasn't very underwhelming last year, I thought. Um, so I think signing a guy like Anthony Harris, who has history with Stefanski, uh, could be big for our defense. All right, the next person is Justin Simmons from the Broncos. He's 26 years old. And he had a breakout year last year. He played under Joe Woods in Denver when Joe Woods was the Broncos head coach. And he, Joe Woods is our d- new defensive coordinator. New defensive for coordinator from the Browns. And he is, Justin Simmons is 26. He was ranked as the 17th best player on PFF last year. Mm-hmm. He had 93 tackles, 
and, and four, four interceptions. interceptions. So yeah, he had a solid. he had a big breakout year and young player too. He's only twenty six years old, fifth season last year. So another good player that the Browns could bring in is a free safety. Obviously, we don't know if Randall's coming back. Morgan Burnett's old, and he tore his Achilles last year. So that's another option of a player that the Browns could possibly cut and release. And so he's, def- he's definitely one of my favorite players on the market right now as far as safety goes. Yeah, so obviously Simmons and Harris are the two top safeties on the market. So the Browns will have to spend some bigger bucks for those two. But if we're bringing in one big safety, it would definitely be great to see one of them on the Browns because it would definitely bring – a good, experienced player in for our roster. The next guy we're going to talk about is Jimmy Ward, the 49ers safety. He is 28 years old. He had a huge year under Robert Selah last last year for yes. the 49ers. So Ward had 65 tackles last year and one sack. He played under Joe Woods last year in San Francisco. Joe Woods uh, the, being the DB coach. The, the DB yeah. coach, exactly. Right. So he's played with our defensive coordinator already. He has that experience. He is a little bit more expensive, but like I said, for Simmons and for Harris, he brings experience, but the experience he has over them is he had that deep playoff run last year. He was in the Super Bowl. And that could bring a winning mentality. A winning mentality. He knows what a winning locker room looks like. So you're not only getting a good player, but you're getting an experienced one who knows what's up in the NFL. The tough part about Jimmy Ward, though, is going to be prying him away from the 49ers. 49ers. I I mean, what what do you think the chances of that happening are? The 49ers don't have a lot of money to spend, so if the Browns can make him the right offer, I definitely think he could come, and it obviously helps having Woods here too. Yeah, that's I think could be the big thing that gets him to leave the Niners. The next guy we're going to talk about is Carl Joseph, who the lost from the Las Vegas Raiders. He's 26. He's never quite lived up to his draft stock. Or his he was pension. a former first-round pick out of West Virginia. He was supposed to be a huge hitter, but he's dealt with a lot of injuries in the NFL and just really hasn't been the player who everyone thought he would be yeah, he's kind of a low risk type player he's not going to demand a ton of money but he could be high reward because he he was drafted high for a reason so he has he, potential the potential's there the body's there right and you never know a different change of scenery could could make a big difference and one comp- comparison that i really i mean obviously it's not the same position but i really thought was good is Bashad Perriman. very low risk when the browns brought him in but he balled out last year with us with baker i I don't know why you wouldn't take a chance on a guy like this. He was drafted high for a reason. And you sign him for a little, and if he's not good, part ways. It's not a big deal. Right. The last guy we're going to talk about, the second to last guy we're going to talk about, is HaHa Clinton Dix. He's a popular name. Plays for the Bears currently. He's 27 years old. And he had a pretty solid season last year. Yeah, he did really well last year. He is another first-rounder, kind of like Joseph. But he has lived a little bit more up to his potential, but not fully. Everyone thought he was going to be this amazing safety, but he hasn't been totally that. But he's been a lot better. He had 78 tackles last year, two interceptions for the Bears. And I think he's another solid player that the Browns could bring in with good experience and that could really fill that hole at safety. Right. The last guy we're going to talk about is Trey Boston. He didn't get signed until late into the season last year. But had a pretty solid season with the Panthers. He's 27 years old, and he had 68 tackles and three interceptions. Definitely not the first guy we should be looking at. But, but I, he definitely brings a lot of versatility. Right. He could play corner, free safety, strong safety. The Browns need depth or players in each of those three positions. So he's definitely a guy that the Browns should take a look at. 
again, like we've been saying, he has experience. The Browns had a lot of guys last year who really didn't have experience, like Eric Murray or Greedy Williams. Right. Eric Murray is a different story than Greedy, obviously. But the Browns need someone who's been in the position before, who's played before, and who knows how to play in the NFL. And I think Trey Boston, with his versatility, could be a good player that the Browns could bring in. So let me put you on the spot here. Who do you think has the best value on this list as, as far as safeties go? Well, I think the biggest name right now who will get the most money is Anthony Harris just because of how great he was in Minnesota last year. I think the most potential, though, has to go to Justin Simmons, being that he is two two years younger than Harris. Right. I think that in the future he could be one of the best safeties, but I don't think he'll get the most money on the market this year. I would agree with that. You want to move on to offensive linemen, the so Browns' second biggest need? Right, so we're going to move on to offensive line here. It could even you could even argue it's their first biggest need. Yeah, I, I would say their first biggest need. But my bad. there's some there's some big names out here on the market this year. Most notably, Jack Conklin of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so Jack Conklin is a 26 year old right tackle. I would say he's the Browns' number one target in free agency. Jack. I would say he's every team's number one offensive lineman target in free agency. Yeah, so. I, I was telling Jack that I really don't think the Browns should totally break the bank for any safety or just a player in general. But if they were to, I think Jack Conklin should be that person just because our line was so horrendous last year, especially Chris Hubbard at right tackle. And I really, really think that bringing in an experienced, good offensive lineman who's actually very young would just go miles for this team. And I know Conklin was hurt with that ACL injury, but... I just really think that bringing him in would help the line, would help Baker, would help Chubb. It's tough to say if he would be, if he would leave Tennessee, especially after all the success they had last year. He's going to demand a ton of money, and I don't think the chances of the Browns signing him are good. But again, like you said, he would be a huge help and a significant boost to an offensive line. Yeah, the Browns doing very well. If the Browns are gonna spend a lot of money on someone, I think Conklin's right. the person to do it with. I would agree. And if you get Conklin and then you go out and draft a left tackle in the draft, I think the Browns are sitting well at the offensive line position. Right. So the next guy we're gonna talk about is Joe Tooney, right guard for the Patriots. He's 27, and uh, he really helped that Patriots offensive line last year. Yeah, and obviously being on the Patriots, he brings a lot of experience, a lot of playoff experience. He was a solid lineman for them. And we would move him over to right guard. I think he played left guard for the Pats. But it's just another guy with experience that we could bring over that could plug in that spot. The Browns really didn't have a good right guard last year. You want to talk about the right guards that we had? Yeah, so we had Eric Cush and Wyatt Teller. Um, Wyatt Teller came over from the Bills early in the season. And, and John Dorsey trade. Right. Cush we signed as a free agent. Neither player really did too much with the Browns. No. Kind of underwhelming. Yeah, Cush... Kush kind of did really bad, honestly, and the Browns recently released him too. And then Wyatt Teller's young. He's only 24 years old, but he still really wasn't that great. He was a fifth-round pick, so there wasn't super high expectations for him. But I think the Browns have to look another way right now just because, of, like I said before, how bad our line was last year. We need kind of an immediate fix to the line, and I don't think Wyatt Teller is the immediate option right now. we got to protect Baker. For sure. I want to see him succeed this year. If he has another down year, you don't know what that could do to someone's confidence. Or and what it could look for for the future of this right. franchise. You never know. So I really think protecting Baker is our number one need. thing. Yeah. And Tooney is definitely a guy that can help. We do need some help in the offensive guard position, not just offensive tackles. So I think he would be a good guy to uh, target in free agency. 
Alright, our next person is Connor McGovern. He's a little bit more of a low-key prospect on this list, but I think he's definitely someone that the Browns could bring in that could be a solid option at right guard. He was drafted by the Cowboys, but has played for the Broncos since 2016. He started in 36 games, and I just think he's a young option that the Browns could bring in and possibly just be like a stopgap at the right guard position until we find someone better. I was going to say, he's kind of a depth piece. But with the upside to turn into a starter, a consistent player, he's 26 years old. He's got some experience in the league, and I think that he's kind of another low-risk, high-reward player. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the Browns should consider bringing him in. All right. So the next, a lot two, the next two players we're going to talk about are both big names, but they're both kind of getting to a point in their career where they're getting a little older, and so things are changing for them. But we're going to talk about Jason Peters right now. Jason Peters played for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was great for all those years. Nine-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion. He, he recently got hurt a year or two ago. He tore his ACL, and he started to decline. You, we noticed a serious decline last yeah, year. Yeah, last play. year he declined a lot in his play, even the year before that too. But obviously the guy's 38 years old. Right. Eagles, the Eagles wanted him gone. They drafted Andre Dillard for a reason to come and replace him, but Peters never wanted to leave the Eagles. I, I would consider bringing Peters in, but only if we drafted an offensive lineman at ten in the draft. Again, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, it's more than obvious that Peters is not the future. He would only be a one or two year rental. But I would, I would say this: if you wanted to go a different route in the draft. So say say Isaiah Simmons is there at 10, right? And the Browns go Isaiah Simmons, pass on an offensive lineman with that first pick. I think then bringing in Jason Peters is a lot more appealing to me because he can kind of help, you know, be a life support system for your offensive line for the next year or so until you figure out a, a solid a option for the line, future, yeah. right? And it would still allow you the flexibility to draft a guy like Simmons or someone else in the draft. So... I wouldn't be opposed to it, but definitely not my first it's, choice. It's not our first option. Obviously, I, I'm in favor of taking an offensive lineman at 10. I think you are too. I would. But yeah. if someone like Isaiah Simmons is there, you really can't pass him up. Yeah. And then Peters is the option there. The, the final guy we're going to talk about is not a free agent, but he is looking to get out of his current situation. He's a trade candidate right. looking for an extension. So everyone's heard of Trent Williams. We almost traded for him last season before the deadline. Um, he is 31 years old. It shouldn't take, I think we both agree that it shouldn't take a lot to get him. If you're giving up, you know, more than, I don't know, a second or a third round pick, I think you got to run, run yeah. the other way. So there's been a lot of problems with Williams. He did not play all of last year with the Redskins. He was mad because he had a, two, or a cancerous growth in his head, and the Redskins did tell him about that. That's their problem, and obviously not a good thing. But he's just getting older now, and... It came out this week that he wants a contract extension with his new team and that he wants that contract to be $20 million a year. He would be the highest paid offensive lineman in the league, and I really don't think that's worth it for a 31-year-old offensive lineman that didn't even play last year. Right, and he's dealt with injuries throughout his career Yeah, as well. he hasn't played a full season since like 2014 or something crazy like that. Look, I mean, it's no secret that he's good when yeah, he plays. Yeah, he's very, very good. But, I mean, he's got the character issues, he's got injury problems, he wants so much money. I wouldn't be again. I wouldn't be opposed to him because I do think he'd be a very good player for us. But you get him for like a 
third or fourth. I think a, a lot of people don't want to even see him go for like a fourth or fifth rounder. If we could get him for like a third rounder, I think it would be very worth it. The but Duke it's Johnson also, pick maybe? Yeah, it's yeah. also depending on how like big his contract is. If it's a third rounder, but we're paying him $20 million a year, there's absolutely no way I would do it. But right. if it was like a fourth rounder and we we're paying him like $15 million, then I would consider it. Yeah, he definitely carries a lot of risk with him, but mm-hmm. also a lot of reward if he pans out. All so right. let's move to tight end. Tight end, yeah. So that's another position, in, position need. in need. So we're currently have David Njoku, who I think a lot of people still like, but is definitely had his up and downs throughout his career. So yeah, far. and he, there's definitely a lot of question marks that are su- surrounded Njoku too. Does does he want to like be with the Browns? You know, can he catch the ball? Can he? break a tackle right exactly and there's also the injury concerns there with him too he got injured he suffered two injuries in one play last season versus the jets so there's a lot of questions surrounding njoku but obviously potential is there he was drafted in the first round for a reason he is one of the most athletic players i've seen in a while and we've seen it too like in the red zone he's one of the best red zone targets in the league like his catch radius is ridiculous in, in training camp last year one of the best plays was Baker to Njoku in the corner of the end zone, and they just repeatedly did that, and the defense couldn't stop it. But once we got to the regular season, we really didn't see that at all. Yeah, so I definitely think there's still hope for David Njoku, but even even signing a two, another tight end to get like a double tight end set wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. And Kevin Stefanski mainly used two tight ends in Minnesota too, right. so it's definitely something the Browns really, really have to address. So, Jack, who's the first person that we thought would be good? So the first person is probably the most coveted, going to be the most coveted, and it's Hunter Henry of the Chargers. He's 26 years old. He's been great when he plays. He's last couple seasons, he's been... Injured. Well, yeah, so he's dealt with a lot of injuries over his career. But when he does play, he's been pretty productive. Yeah, so back in 2017, he only played 14 games. Back in 2018, he missed the whole season with an ACL injury, and last year he played 12 games. So he's not healthy, but when he plays, he's very, very good. And the Browns are going to have big competition to go out and get someone like Henry. The Patriots are very in on him. They want him to be their next, not Gronk, but the player to just go out there and catch it for them at tight end. But the Browns, this is someone that they could really, really use, but I don't think it's someone the Browns should overpay. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it's going to be tough, though. Because if you don't, if you're not willing to overpay him, I don't think you're going to be able to get him away from the Chargers. There's been a lot of talk from the Chargers and from players around Hunter Henry that he's not going anywhere. But if you offer him enough, I think anyone has has a price. I think that's fine, though, because there's one person on the market that I think the Browns should definitely target more than Hunter Henry, and that's Austin Hooper. I would. I think Austin Hooper would be a fantastic fit with Baker Mayfield. And I think that's kind of what Baker needs. I think a tight end like Austin Hooper... And Baker would work so well together. Yeah, so Austin Hooper is a tight end from the Falcons, if you don't know. He's 25 years old, and he's only gotten better every year that he's been in the league. His receptions have gone from 19 to 49 to 71 to 75. The guy's reliable. He's big. He can block. So I definitely think that's the Browns' number one target at tight end, or at least should be. And I would definitely want him over Hunter Henry because, yeah, he might be expensive, but he'll probably be a little less expensive than Henry. I think, and also, I mean, I think it's clear that I think Hooper is going to end up on a different team, where I think Hunter Henry has a much higher chance of re-signing with the Chargers. Austin Hooper really had a breakout year last year, I think, was his big coming out party. If you followed fantasy football at all, you definitely know his name. He was one of the top tight ends in, in terms of production there. 
and I think it would be a great fit with the Browns. For sure, for sure. I, he's someone that I really think could connect really well with Baker and that could just be a reliable third down source for the Browns. Right. You want to move to the defense? So defense. Um, we don't have that many players. Or right. Back to the defense. We don't have that many players listed for defensive tackle and defensive end. But let's start with Yannick Ngakwe. So Yannick Ngakwe is 24. He was a great player for the Jaguars. He has had some problems with the Jaguars, just like Jalen Ramsey so and just, everyone else. Just contract issues right. with the Jaguars. He, he doesn't want to be in Jacksonville at all, but they want him, obviously, because he's a young, good player, but he doesn't want to be there. And they talked about how they're going to franchise tag him, but again, he doesn't want to play there. And in today's NFL, we know all of these players have the right to go demand trade or even sit out, and that's definitely something that I think Yannick Ngakwe will do. Just so, a little quick stat overview, yeah. too. Uh, he had eight sacks last year, but the year before that he had 9.5, and the one before that he had 12. And you may think he's declining or whatever, but their defense has also gotten a lot worse, so offenses have been putting all of their pressure on him. So it's definitely right. gotten harder for him. So I think he would be a great duo with Miles Garrett, and I think in that sense you could sign a guy like Ngakwe okay, and, and cut, cut Vernon. Vernon. So it would kind of almost cancel out a little bit the, the money that would be required to sign him because he is going to demand a big contract. Yeah, obviously you can't cut Vernon and just not replace him with anybody, right. you know? So that's what I'm there saying. There has to be someone. And I think, if anyone, I think Yannick Ngakwe would be a perfect fit, um, and I think that'd be a nasty one-two duo. There's another defensive end that the Browns could also bring in, and that's Everson Griffin. He is on the older side, though. 32. But he did have eight sacks last year. And he's another defensive end that the Browns could bring in if they did cut Vernon. I would I would not be opposed to that. He's been a great player throughout his whole career. He's a great leader in the locker room, great guy. And also has that Vikings connection with Stefanski. You know, they've worked together, um, obviously on different sides of the ball, but just having that familiarity would definitely go a long way. I wouldn't. I would definitely not be opposed to Everson Griffin, although... He is expected to re-sign with the... He's expected to re-sign with the Vikings. Vikings. He's also on the older side, so I don't know, as, as far as long-term future I goes, you know. He did have some guy. character issues, though. He did have some pretty, uh, like, crazy stuff happen to him, and he had to sit out a couple of games. But he's definitely an option that the Browns can look at. And then the last person on the defense that we're going to look at was our, a defensive tackle, Sean Robinson. This is a, another young guy. So, yeah, he's 24. He's another one of those guys who, you know, is kind of underwhelmed throughout his career so far. But... He's definitely shown some signs, and I think he's a kind of a low-risk, high-reward player. Yeah, he's another one of those guys, a high draft pick, a lot of expectations coming out of college. He had 40 tackles last year and one one and a half sacks, one forced fumble, but he's not really looking for sacks. The Browns would bring him in because he's very, very good against the run, and the Browns are just absolutely awful at the run. We're 28th two years ago, and I think we're 28th last year. We barely improved at all and that's something the Browns really have to work on and Ashawn Robinson is someone the Browns could bring in and that could immediately help that and having a trio of Robinson Richardson and Ogunjobi would be great for the Browns interior line right and he's intimidating I mean I think out of all the guys we talked about he's tied for the youngest but I think he looks about the oldest yeah he's pushing 40 I mean. yeah I mean he looked like he was 40 in high school <laughs> so it definitely brings another intimidation factor <laughs> for the Browns. No, but I, I agree. I think a trio of Richardson, Ogunjobi, and A-Rob would be pretty solid. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the current Browns who are unrestricted free agents in that, you know, we're going to 
see what their outlook is, starting with Justin Burris. So Justin Burris was a safety for the Browns. Really didn't have too much experience before playing for the Browns. He was also 26 years old. I don't think he's someone that the Browns bring back. He was a, a John Dorsey guy. Right. So I think John Dorsey, all these guys that he brought in, these TJ carries, we've already seen the Browns move on from him. I think all these guys will be all on their way out right. eventually. So the next guy we're going to talk about is Rashad Higgins. Everyone loves Hollywood, but he kind of had a rough year under Freddie Kitchens last year. Whether that was his fault or not, it's hard to say because, you know, we didn't really know much as fans. Um, it was, they kept it pretty quiet. But he's a young guy. He's 25 years old. He's shown lots of potential. And I think a trio with Odell Jarvis and Hollywood goes a long way. He's shown crazy chemistry with Baker. Yeah, he was one of Baker's go-to options last year. I mean, not last year, two years ago. He's definitely someone the Browns, I think, have to bring back. He's not going to be expensive, and he's someone who's been here along this ride when we were really bad. So he he's just he's bought into the culture in Cleveland. I really want to re-sign Yeah, Baker. I think he's a, a big signing. He has great chemistry with Bacon, and I think that helps a lot, too. Next guy we're going to talk about is Eric Murray. He is a safety. He's 26 years old. So the Browns traded for Eric Murray last year. Another we traded, Dorsey guy. Yeah, another Dorsey guy. So he he's young, but he really didn't play well. He didn't have a ton of experience when we traded him for Emmanuel Ogba from Kansas City. But, I mean, I, I just don't think I, – I can't see the Browns bringing him back. Another Dorsey guy, another person that's on their way out. He's on his way out. It hurts the depth a little bit at safety. We're, we're thin, but – And it would have definitely helped to have Ogba too. Right. So, we're going to talk about Demarius Randall. He is a guy that, he's a fan favorite, 27 years old, came over from Green Bay in that Deshaun Kaiser trade. I wouldn't call that a trade. I mean, yeah, it was... It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I'm, I'm, it was a Dorsey robbery. There's plenty of words you could say about that trade that I'm not going to speak on, but he kind of had an underwhelming year last year. He's a guy that was supposed to be a pro bowler. And he was supposed to get a big extension with the Browns. Right, and I... I mean, I'm going to be the first to say that, I'm not going to be the first to say, actually, that he definitely was underwhelming last year. For sure, yeah. Um, he wasn't anything what we expected him to be, plus he had some character issues. We don't know if it was Freddie Kitchens again, or it was right. him. I think you can kind of throw that whole, last season, just throw all that away. Because, like, I mean, Hollywood Higgins didn't play for some games, and to say that's I don't know what that was about, but... There's so much that was going on behind the scenes that we can't even say, so you, you never know. If Demarius Randall is someone that you could bring back for cheap, I would not be opposed to the Browns re-signing him at all. But if he's demanding any big money at all, maybe even like $5 million, I would not want him back. I would 100% agree. I mean, I'd give him over $5 million, a little bit over. But not. I wouldn't break the bank by any means for him. Because I do think he has potential, and I think he's a good personality. But... Moving on, we're going to talk about the offensive line and Greg Robinson a little bit, who recently was in the news for... Uh, Having 167 grams of marijuana. From Mexico. Yeah, from Mexico. And <laughs> I'm just going to speak on this a little bit. All the news keeps reporting is, oh, Browns offensive lineman Greg Robinson was arrested. Guys, he's not on the Browns anymore. He's a free agent. Stop reporting that. Let's go on to the next person, Drew Stan. So Drew Stan has been a backup quarterback in Cleveland the past two years. Obviously, he wasn't brought into play, but he was brought in to mentor Baker Mayfield. But as Baker kind of got hurt last year, we're really weak at the position. So someone that the Browns could bring in is Case Keenum. Case Keenum played under Stefanski in Minnesota two years ago. They had that deep playoff run. 
that huge Stefan Diggs catch. And Case Keenum led that all. And I think he would be a great backup to bring in, one, to mentor, and two, to possibly be that emergency quarterback. So I would 100% agree. Drew Stanton, I mean, we watched him. He's not a good quarterback. Like, he was there to mentor Baker and teach that, him, it. but not play. So I, I think Keenum could probably do a little bit better when it comes to the playing aspect, which would be helpful if Baker ever did had to deal, have to deal with injuries. Hopefully not, though. Last guy we're going to talk about is Joe fan Schobert. favorite, Joe Schobert. Uh, so this one kind of hurts to see Joe Schobert go. I've been a huge Joe Schobert supporter throughout the years. Right, and if you didn't if you didn't know, the Browns announced they're probably not going to re-sign Joe Schobert. Yeah, so Joe Schobert's looking for more, a little more than $10 million a year, and the Browns just really don't want to spend that on a middle linebacker. And I, I don't necessarily blame them. It's tough because, I mean, we go through this list, and a lot of these guys are linebacker, safety, offensive linemen. Like, those are the three positions that we probably need the most depth at and the most skeleton. So to see a guy like Schobert go is tough. Also, Kirksey. We cut Kirksey today. So now we're, we're really Even relying on... Even right, yeah. We're really relying on Mac Wilson, maybe Sione Takitaki. But, I mean, even that, those two young guys, who knows if they're really going to pan out. It would be nice to get some depth there. So it sucks to see Joe Schobert go. But if if the Browns could sign him for $10 million a year, I would probably do it. I would do it. I mean, he's he's a good player. I mean, he was a great player. He's a pro bowler the last couple of years. So um, that's definitely but. someone that the Browns, I, I hope they're at least staying in contact with him. But obviously, we probably yeah. won't get him back. I mean, he'll definitely test the market and with that I think that's about it yeah so I think ideal situation you want to try to my ideal situation is signing Conklin drafting Andrew Thomas from Georgia to fill in at left tackle signing Connor McGovern for cheap to play right guard and then signing Jimmy Ward and Ha Ha Clinton Dix just not spending a ton of money but spending a decent amount on our safeties and then going big with Austin Hooper at tight end and then signing Ashad Robinson to plug up the middle at defensive tackle. Right, and I think that would total around $43 million, ideally, with, with those guys. And that's without cutting Olivier Vernon. We already cut Kirksey, but um, we'd have $18 million left over in cap. But with cutting Kirksey, we would have 25 Right, so 42 in cap space, $43 million for those guys. Do With that said, we do need to save money because we have a lot of big contracts coming up. With and Baker and Garrett. Baker, Garrett, that's just some and of them And possibly too. Ward. If Denzel you Ward, Nick Chubb, you never know. So Yeah, so we're going to have to pay the big bucks, and we just have to be careful. Right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for our Browns Free Agency special. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed our Browns Free Agency special, special from the beach. Right, I don't know if you guys could hear the waves, but we're currently looking over the ocean, so... Not to flex. Not to flex, <laughs> yeah, right, not to flex, but... Yeah, thank you for listening in. We're international, yeah. Yeah, we're. Well, <laughs> we hope you guys listen into our next podcast, and thank you, Jack, for coming on the show. It's always great having you. Absolutely, absolutely. And thanks again to you guys if you made it this far, listening to the Hottest Take Sports podcast. We're officially on iTunes and Spotify and all podcasting platforms now, so you can find the show there. Today's intro beat was made by Copyright Free Music on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Also, check us out on Twitter at the hottest underscore take pod. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.